It's time for our get up and go. And our guest this morning is Nguanamatwa Matwa, and she is the co-founder and CEO at Abbott Technology. Now, she is the co-founder of Abbott Technology, a software development company that helps companies monetize their data and gain competitive advantage. And she has been in the IC industry, ICT industry for more than 13 years. She started as a software development intern and worked her way up to being a software developer. Now, her love for engaging with people and helping them leverage the benefits of technology is what triggered her move away from software development to business analyst slash project manager. Good morning, Mwana. How are you this morning? I'm great in yourself. I'm doing good. I'm doing very good this morning. Thank you for being with us. Let's start with your get up and go. What's your morning routine that gets you up and going every morning? Well, I'm usually up around 3 or 4 o'clock, and that usually starts with prayer, some motivation. So recently I've started doing mindfulness exercises where I'm, being a, I'm able to be aware of what I do on a daily basis and how I can live my life better. Mm. Once that is done, then there's some motivational videos, either from YouTube that I've downloaded and I just watch or listen to as I'm... Um, Starting my work, read some newspaper. Then I usually love going to the gym in the morning. That helps me get my endorphins going up. Then it's at the office. I start work or eat meetings throughout the day and come home and cook in, later on in the evening. If I didn't manage to get to gym in the morning, then I usually go out for a run in the afternoon. Oh, I love spinning. Mm-hmm. So usually then do my spin in the afternoon. Once that's done... It's a review of the day's work, and I try to now read a book, whether it's motivational or more like right now, I'm trying to get more into finance and teach more myself of that. So I run myself with teaching or doing some personal development work for myself in the evening. Mm. I like the fact that, you know, you are very much into mindfulness. And I'm not sure if you were listening a little earlier on in the show. We we had um, a yoga instructor and a fitness coach, and she was doing some uh, exercises with me live in studio. And one of the things we, we, we worked on was just, you know, ba- balance and mindfulness. Uh, Why is it important for you to, to maintain that sense of mindfulness and that alignment? Oh, thank you for that question, Kani. One thing I realized... As I was growing up, I wasn't really being mindful or aware of certain things that were happening to me. It's almost like I was on autopilot. Mm. And now as I'm growing and also changing how my business is going and scaling it up, I don't want to only feel like the universe or someone else is making a decision for me and how I also interact with people because I would find myself... As I'm engaging with you, I'm drifting off thinking about, oh, I still need to go cook, or what did I forget to do? And sometimes, even when I'm leaving the house, only when I'm like five minutes away, it's like, did I switch off the iron? Did I lock properly? Because I have so many things running through my mind. And I said, I need to start pausing, taking a break, and then being able to respond to situations, being away and in a more proactive manner and not feeling like life is happening to me and I don't know where I'm going. So sure. start taking the more proactive approach. And I started reading this book called Being Mindful that I got a long time ago from a Destiny magazine. And 
so weird that I've had this book for so long, but it's only now that I've been, or oh, I'm open to receiving the messages that it has for me and the little instructions that it says, like, even when you're eating, be mindful. How does the food taste? And also, uh, with regards to what the yogi instructor was saying in terms of exercising, what type of exercise are you doing? And also, how do you avoid food cravings? Be mm. mindful of what you're eating, just uh, not have a big uh, plate. And are you sure you're hungry at that m- moment in time? Mm. And, and and I like what you're talking about because you're really talking about being present, being present in the moment and, and, and your mind being aware. Like you, you, like sometimes we even drive mindlessly. You know, you wake up and you're at your driveway and you don't know how you got there because you've been driving and subconsciously you know what you're doing because you know how to drive, but you're not present in the moment. That's very true. And I've done it a couple of times where I get home like, I don't remember how I passed there, but I'm just glad that I got home safely without causing an accident. Mm. So that's what now mindfulness is teaching me. And also, I used to have this thing when I would get into an argument, and I would wonder, why did I let myself get so riled up? Why didn't I, in that situation, be able to say the right thing or just calm myself down? And only once the situation has passed, now I'm regretting, like, hey, I should have reacted this way. I should have not let that person get me to that situation that I didn't want to go to. So if you're mindful, then you're able to be aware of this certain situation. And it has not been easy. And one of my other things is that I'm very impatient. So at least being mindful is slowly teaching me practice on a daily basis. Be aware. Yeah. It's not going to happen overnight. But start being more react on sorry, start being more proactive with regards to your life and take charge more than what I have been doing. Let's talk about your journey in ICT. You started off as a software developer intern working for a, a company and you worked yourself up. Had you always wanted to be in ICT? No, not at all. I wanted to be a doctor. Mm. And then as I was getting into the career, especially when I was in grade 11, I, it was at that time, if I remember well, there was the African Nations Cup. Yeah. And then for some reason, I saw Sean Bartlett, and I had a crush on him. And then it was like, oh, wow, they have a sports physiotherapist that goes around with them. My father team like, I'm changing my career to become a sports physiotherapist. And I remember start doing some practice at Dawn Hansen Physiotherapy at Mill Park Hospital as well as Sunning Hill Hospital. But when matric came, my journey then changed. And unfortunately, I was not able to make it into the uh, faculty because I applied at WITS. So I decided, you know what, for now, let me do another career. And besides, my mom was not going to let me just sit at home for a year trying to find out what to do. So travel and tourism and ICT were the new careers coming up at that point in time. This was around 1999. Mm. And then when I went to Mopac Business School and they had an open evening and that's where ICT and other careers were being introduced. And my mom said, no, maybe try IT because this seems like a career that will fit into anywhere. So I decided, oh, let me just do IT. I was just going to do it for one year as a certificate and then 
when it comes to May, applying for physiotherapy once more. But I went to my doctor one time for a checkup, and Dr. Sisedi, she was asking me about my career and how was it going. And I told her, no, I'm going to go back to physiotherapy. I just want to finish this year doing IT. And mm-hmm. she said, you know what? Don't do things half measure or half and half. Get your IT degree, and then when you're done with your degree, if you want to go back to physiotherapy, then do it. Right. Because you might find that when you are done with your degree, you don't actually don't like your physio, uh, you don't like physiotherapy, and now I've stuck with the certificate, and the certificate won't mean much. So as I was then progressing with the IT degree, I realized I actually like it, and it's very uh, fast paced, very lots of innovative ideas that are required, and because I not a very patient person and mm. I get bored easily. I realize this is a career for me where I'm always having to learn, find out ways of improving myself, find out ways of doing things differently. And so ever since then, I then stuck to it and I realized, wow, this is where I can actually build a career because at the end of it, I wanted to build uh, or be in a career where I could go into entrepreneurship. Very, very true what you said. You, you're very much uh, focused on growth, you know, being able to be in a space where you can always grow to the next level. Yes. What inspires and motivates you to keep going? Most importantly, it's the God-given dream that I have or that was instilled in me to grow the business, but also the legacy that I want to leave for my future children my husband, Pasamukoni, my mom, my close friends, and also the certain female groups or women groups that are part of one of which is Lionesses of Africa, and the other one is We Connect. So here it's a group of women that we, we have a WhatsApp group. We meet once in a while when our schedules can align, and we motivate each other. When things get tough, we are honest with each other, like, you know what, guys, Monday has come. I don't know what to do, or clients are taking long to sign, or I just don't feel like getting up today. And girls just send other memes or messages. They'll give you a call. We meet at each other's houses, and we motivate each other that it can happen or keep going and don't struggle. We are all going through a certain bad patch. You're not alone in this thing, no matter what. We refer business to each other Mm. and also work with each other on projects. Another thing is I like the impact that we as about technology are making on our clients. So seeing a client happy and we've delivered on them, that keeps me going. And also the personal and business vision board that I have at home that I wake up to when, like, okay, this is what I'm working towards, the dream, because what we want to do at about technology is have an intern academy and eventually we want to build a school where we can start teaching kids about the sciences in terms of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, and make those much more accessible and practical to our to the younger generation. Mm. And to somebody that's listening to you right now, Nwana, and saying that, you know, I wish I could find my passion the way that you have, but I'm still struggling to figure myself out, what do you have to say? I would say if possible, find someone in the industry that you like to go to. And also maybe it can also start at home. Speak to 
your siblings or even your parents and say, this is what I would like to do. And then they will open up doors and say, oh, okay, I know a friend of mine who is in this industry. Or even your friends, they have moms or I mean parents who could be in the industry that you want to go to. And that could also be a way that you use your network because networks are important that by using your networks, you're able to get to the people that you would not have been able to get to if you were doing it on your own. Another thing, we are in or have access to the internet. So just look online and say, okay, I want to do physiotherapy or I want to go into technology. Who mm. can I look to? Or what companies are available out there? Who can I reach out to? Some companies, especially for the youth, they have internship programs or work uh, experience programs that can be accessed during the holidays and then you can find people like those Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, people are constantly posting about what they're doing and you can reach out to them in that way. And in terms of your own um, inspiration, is there a quote or a verse that you live by that you can share with us? Yes, this quote uh, I learned a long time ago it sees the day or rather copy DM. And I learned it when I was watching this movie, Dead Poet Society. Then it didn't mean much. It was like, oh, this is a nice movie with Robin Williams about these kids at high school. But the more I grew up, it started making more sense and having a deeper meaning as to make the most of today. And also helps me not really worry too much about tomorrow. Make the best of today give it your all and everything else will line up. Mm, Very, very true. And in terms of some of your own future aspirations, you know, where do you want to take, you know, about technology to? Thank you for that question, Kanye. At this point in time, we're at the place where we are scaling the business. So we are looking at building a bigger team for the company and taking on better projects. We are getting more and more into the corporate space. But ultimately, we are also looking at launching our own products, such as Express Plus, which is our own content management system. There is a prototype we're having for the engineering and the petroleum sector that's more in terms of asset maintenance and that will be playing in the internet of things space and we've recently also partnered up with IBM so we'll be working a lot with their Watson to help build our data analytics or rather big data capabilities that because we're offering data analytics to our clients so now having this powerful platform is going to enable us to grow more and help our clients with any data issues or how to leverage the data and monetize the data that they're having in the organization. And also we found many organizations have issues with data management. So with us having this technology such as uh, IBM Watson, we'll be leveraging that off to our clients and helping them become more competitive, be able to add services, increase productivity and decrease costs. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Ngwana, and we wish you nothing but the best. That is Ngwana Madwa Madwa, and she is the co-founder and CEO at Abbott Technology, and she was our get-up and go this morning. It's five minutes before five o'clock. Here's this new day.